the Love Life and Lose Weight podcast will teach you the art and science of changing your habits around food. If you know what to do, but can't figure out why you're just not doing it, this is the right podcast for you. I'm your host, Advanced Certified Weight and Life Coach, Heather Beardsley. I've helped hundreds of women just like you figure out how to think and eat like a normal eater, lose weight, and love life on the journey to goal weight and beyond. Hey, welcome to episode 19. This episode is going to teach you six steps to a drama-free weigh-in. I find that successful weight loss means that you've got to find a way to track your weight in a way that doesn't traumatize you. So many of my clients and members of the, the membership, they have a very dysfunctional relationship with the scale. Um, there's all kinds of automatic thinking that pops up because of the way that they weigh in and the way that they're used to thinking about it. So the idea today is to break that habit, that whole process of weighing in. If you have a negative relationship with weighing in, if you're fine with weighing in and it's no big deal, it's not, it's not drama filled for you at all. You can totally skip this episode and I'll see you next week. Okay. But this is for those of us who can tend to really get down on ourselves. If the scale says something that you don't want, or if you're puzzled by what's happening by the scale, if you feel like it's a crapshoot when you get on that scale, um, this is for you. And it's a very simple process. So the reason why we're doing this is if you have a negative relationship with stepping on the scale to understand your results. If you're telling yourself a really terrible story that makes you feel awful and then sends you into spirals or gets you into all or nothing thinking, maybe you overeat over it. Maybe you stop planning. Maybe you have fuck it eats. Um, any of those things are directly in the way of your getting consistent results. We need to clean up this relationship with the scale. Um, If you're fine with weighing in, you have no drama, you can skip this episode and I'll see you next week. This is for everybody else though, who wants to clean up that relationship. So it's a, it's a quick six step process and we're going to go through them now. The first step is to make sure that you are planning your food. And then at the end of every day or the next morning that you're reviewing what you said you would do versus what you actually did in terms of, did you follow your plan? Number one. Okay. Whether you did or didn't, that's not actually going to affect your scale results because you could eat something not planned and you can eat it when you're hungry and stop when you're satisfied and it's just fine. But that is just part of the assessment process. But to the assessment process, what I want you to do for step two is to make sure that you're writing down if in your assessment of the day, you had an overeat or more than one. So each meal counts as its own overeat, okay? Each snack, if you ate it when you're not hungry, that's another overeat, okay? I want you to count each one. Any unplanned wine, that's an overeat. That's how I count it. And you will get much better results if you don't let anything slide. So an overeat can be 
if you put anything in your mouth and you are not physically hungry for it at the start of your eating. And overeat is also, let's say you did start when you were hungry, but you ate past what would be enough for you where you were satisfied and you went to a sense of fullness in your stomach. That is also an overeat. Okay. So step two means you're going to flip through your plans and assessments for the past seven days, and you're going to count the number of overeats. That's step number two. Step number three is to collect all your other data. I want you to really consider taking some measurements. If you only want to take one measurement, I want you to take it at your natural waistline. Okay. There's a there's an app out there called the progress app. You can um, weigh in through it and it will keep track of your measurements and you can even do before and after photos um, on that app. I recommend it. I really, when I used it, when I was losing my weight, it was very, very helpful for me to see those other changes besides the scale. So like I said, step three is to collect your other data measurements progress photo. Now these are optional, but if you want to do them, go ahead and do them. I recommend it because sometimes scale doesn't move so much, but our body composition is still changing. It's like moving things around. And sometimes, you know, you can see a result in a measurement that you can really feel good about when the scale won't give you that kind of feedback. I also want you to, no matter what, journal about how you felt in your body and how you felt in your habits that week. So when you flip through the days, I want you to just jog your memory. Oh yeah. Tuesday we went out for tacos. Yeah. I probably had one more taco than I, I could have. I know that was an overeat. Okay. Where are the other overeats? Okay. I did great on Thursday and Friday. Actually I had a great weekend. So it was really only Tuesday and say Thursday that were problematic and just journal about them and journal about your energy, maybe how you're feeling in your body. If you have any sensitivities to food, that would be a great time to journal on that too. Okay. So now you have reviewed your week. Step one, step two, you've counted your number of overeats. Step three, you've collected your other data, including your observational data in your journaling about your week. And you have assessed sort of your habits around food and your, if you will, like your performance, like what was the nature of your habits this week around food? Now, step number four is to take all of that information, your review, your number of overeats and all your other data. And I want you to make your best guess or hypothesis, knowing your body the way that you know it, knowing your overeats that you had, if, you know, if you had them, which I'm sure you had one or two at least, and make a prediction about what the scale will say based on those things. Okay. That's step number four. Step number five, if that's true, let's say when you get on the scale, it does say that number. How do you want to think and feel about that number based on what actually happened, what you were able to do, 
with your habits around food during this week. And maybe that's like, you know, I had one more overeat than I wanted to, but I kept it to like just a few bites. I'm still working on this. Um, my measurements are holding steady, so that's good. And um, maybe you feel great about maybe the amount of movement you had that week too. And, and so for the feeling about that, you might feel maybe this scale won't go down a lot, but any loss would be indicative of like how you feel about it, which is I did pretty good. I'm pretty proud of myself. I'm doing way better than I used to do. I notice a lot of progress in my eating according to, you know, my intuitive cues for hunger and what is enough for me. So that's step five. Now, step number six, you're actually going to weigh in. You're going to get on the scale and just see what the number says. Now, what you're doing is you're giving your brain something else to focus on. You're giving your brain, when you set a hypothesis and you guess at a number that's based on data, then you get on the scale. You're going to compare the number on the scale with the number that you guessed at. And your brain is going to go to, go to work trying to reconcile the two. And basically, this is going to inform your level of intuitive knowing about how your body responds to your habits. So a lot of times, you know, we make wild guesses as to what our body should or shouldn't do based on our agenda to lose, lose weight for most of us as quickly as possible. So we like put this pressure on ourselves and say like arbitrarily, well, I think I should lose three pounds in one week. Well, we don't actually know with experience what our habits around food need to look like in order to release three pounds. So this success step process informs that like it tells, it gives you a way to go through and see like, okay, these are the sum of my actions, you know, what will it result with when I weigh in? And then you get the actual data feedback to like, be like, oh, okay, actually I lost more than I thought with those kinds of, um, habit review. So maybe I'm underestimating how much I would lose. Like, okay, maybe I'm, I'm being a little bit conservative. My body is actually releasing more weight than I thought it would. And you do this enough times, you do this 52 times in a year, you're going to be such a better expert at predicting weight loss based on your data, not based on an arbitrary agenda that your body needs to conform to your wishes. You see? So that's the six-step process to a drama-free weigh-in. I really recommend that you implement this. Maybe you can just jot down the six steps, keep it by your scale uh, or keep it in your journal and just bring it to your scale each week. It really doesn't have to take much time. I mean, flipping through your week for step one, counting the number of times you overeat, taking measurements, maybe a progress photo making your guess, and then thinking about what you want to think and feel on purpose. I don't know, at most 15 minutes, at most. If you keep it simple, five. 
Um, so it doesn't take much time. And think about this. If you have a really shitty relationship with the scale where the scale has ruined your day or sometimes your week um, and you're really frustrated, the five minutes to 15 minutes that you invest in this process will really help you. And that's what step number five is really for. Let's say that you go through the process, you make your hypothesis and the scale says less of a loss than you wanted. Let's say you thought it was going to be a loss and actually it was a slight gain. That is really, I know, I know it sounds annoying, but it's actually a gift because it mean it's showing you the gaps in your knowledge about what you do and how your body reacts in a week. So your expectation does not match what your body is capable, its capacity for doing. So you're missing something. So when it's off like that, when your guess is very different than what the scale says, it means that you're just aren't in a close relationship with understanding how your habits, your actual habits interact and like, like shake out in the wash at the end of the week. And that's where your work is. So it's kind of like in that case, I would go back over your, re your review of the last seven days and really look closer. Cause it means you're missing some things. You could be minimizing some overeats. Maybe you didn't count them or maybe you forgot. Oh, wait, we went out for ice cream. I wasn't hungry for that. And that was a big ice cream. I totally forgot about that. Like I do that sometimes. Our recall of what we did is really terrible um, on the fly. And that's why it's, it's so important. And one of many reasons why um, I really recommend always to plan your food and just do a quick assessment so that you are keeping what actually what your intention and then your actual actions of what you were able to do top of mind. You know, weight loss is a weekly experiment and to be a good scientist who runs experiments, you have to keep close eye on how your experiment is running and all of those different inputs and how they're performing. And that's all this six step process is about. It's um, getting rid of the drama filled story that we use to beat ourselves up, which takes us off our weight loss game. It distracts us from what's important, which is week to week. I'm either weighing in and getting the results I want. So I know I want to rinse and repeat what I was able to do that week. Or if I'm not getting the results I want, I'm looking closer to what I was able to do with my habits around food. And I'm going to look really close. I'm going to ask myself, why was I overeating in that one point? You know, what was happening in the, the emotional weather of the day? How can I set myself up for success? Next time I'm set up, to think I want to overeat in that same situation, how can I better support myself? Because I want to feel, you know, the desire to lose weight and the importance of what I'm doing on the front side of my overeating so I can make a better educated choice. I mean, at the end of the day, just please keep this in mind. If you decide to overeat on purpose, 
you are miles ahead of just thinking that you have to eat because you feel terrible or to find relief from something that feels hard. Making the intentional choice and having an awareness that you're eating on purpose to feel better is at least choices that you're owning as your own and that you take responsibility for. And that place is a really fertile, rich ground for change. But you kind of have to get to a place of acceptance of what you're doing and be really willing to let go of all the justifications for why the scale doesn't move and instead get really curious about your experiment and how it's creating those results. And then, you know, experimenting with those inputs. So six steps for a drama-free way in. <laughs> and of course, it goes without saying, if you don't want to weigh in, of course you can do that too. You can track results at a minimum just by noting how often you overeat in that step number two. I mean, ask yourself, like me at goal weight, how often does she overeat in a week? What do you think is the truth about you living at that weight and how often you can overeat and stay at that weight? For me, it's probably one or two times a week at most because I'm just not that focused on food or wanting more of it. Like food is just like great. And I love all the food I eat, but I don't want to overeat it. So it's not going to be very often. Okay. So you can use your measurements. You can use your progress photos. You can use the frequency of your overeating and just track those. That's totally fine too. But again, just use the same process um, and just take the scale out of it. Just notice what you actually do and then note what you want the behavior to be, your goal behavior or your goal measurement or your goal photo. Okay. All right. If you have any questions, come on by Thrive in Midlife on Instagram. That's at Thrive in Midlife. And let me know your ahas, your takeaways, your uh, your experience with the success step process, and we'll keep the conversation going over there. Stay focused and so long. Hey, if this episode resonated for you, then let's connect. Visit hbeardsley.com forward slash subscribe. That's h-b-e-a-r-d-s-l-e-y.com forward slash subscribe and get on the list. You'll get a free gift, periodic coaching, plus advance notice of in-person events and workshops.